0: You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Subs.
1: It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas.
2: You can feel bad for yourself or, you know, come in here and put your head down and bitch and moan, but that's a personal problem. Either come in here to get better. Every day you step in the building, you come in intentionally, ready to get better, and that's it. You know, you can come in and do the same mediocre and that's the results you're gonna get. Or you can come in and do your job at the highest level possible. It's frustrating, but you can complain about it, or you figure it out. You know, there's no other option. We're here, we're week three, we're one and two. Gotta play the charges. we gotta win. So, as simple as that.
1: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, here's your boy Q. Q. Q.
0: Just a few minutes away as we are here at the Underground Lounge. We're looking at the TVs up here, and they got wall-to-wall TVs getting ready for a doubleheader when it comes to Monday Night Football. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, and then the Rams and Cincinnati all going on this evening. Philadelphia comes in at 2-0. and Tampa Bay is at 2-0. and Even though I don't think those 2-0s and are created equal, it is what it is on this evening. And then to the Rams and the Bengals. The Bengals are 0-2, and they've got a Joe Burrow problem. Is Joe Burrow going to get the start tonight? He's dealing with the calf injury. If it's me, I'm sitting him and waiting until he's 100% healthy. But, again, it's me. And the Rams are 1-1 one one in the season. So we'll see how it shakes out. But really do enjoy having two Monday night football games as we had last week. We'll have it again this week philadelphia tampa bay the rams and cincinnati you can see it all right here on, uh, on on these tvs here at the underground lounge inside the oyo hotel and casino and there's so many nice chairs and and couches and nice tables so if you want to get some of this great food like some of the tacos or the sliders that they brought by uh, you can get that and sit there and enjoy uh, we'll check out these beautiful monitors that look like they're crystal clear like they just got put in about 15 minutes ago or something i mean they It looks great. It really does. I mean, from being here for a couple seasons of Monday Night Football to all of a sudden coming in and being uh, surprised, like, hey, here we go. This is what we got for you now. uh, It's been awesome. So definitely appreciate being here. Appreciate everyone who's come by so far. We've had a lot of uh, Raider Nation roll through, say what's up, whether it's three minutes or 33 minutes hanging out with us. Uh, It's been all good. So, again, definitely appreciate everyone who comes on by. We've got plenty of prizes. Uh, we're getting a little low on prizes, but uh, that's what we do. We give everything out. There's no reason to bring it back to the radio station. Now, I know we've got a couple of uh, very patient callers at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and We'll get to your calls in just a few minutes, but I want to take you inside the Raiders locker room. This is why we're there at the games. This is what we do. We go into the locker room and we get you the sound that you're just not going to get. So here's Devontae Adams following the game.
2: Um, I mean, I haven't said anything. Sometimes you need, um, you know, the process and figure out what exactly to say. So, you know, we heard from coach and we had a few conversations visually, But tough because this, this is a really good team. We have a lot of potential. I would say that. Not a good team until you improve it. Has some potential. We got the players. We just gotta um, on both sides of the ball and stop putting ourselves in touch. Um, tough to overcome positions. You know, we, we had way many of those today. And, you know, whether it's penalties or, you know, sacks or, you know, you can make the play outside, whatever it was, you got to take care of the ball. And it's just not how you, you know, you look at all these analytics and all these things, teams that have won with the, you know, the turnover battle and all these things, and they don't mean shit until you go out there and you play ball. And we just, we're we having a tough time consistently doing that right now. And I don't want to act like it's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around, you know. And it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but. It ain't just about me, but I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish identity, and we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture uh, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. It can look so good for one series and then kind of go dormant for a while, and then, and then it clicks again. How do you avoid some of those longer longer droughts offensively? Sticking to where it works and, and executing. We gotta we gotta obviously as a coach of staff, you know, defense and offense special teams do what where it helps us, you know, move the ball the best as possible. And when we get a call, regardless of what it is, we gotta go out there and execute. You, know, you look at what the Dolphins did today. I mean, these boys running the ball late in the game, you know, for putting up points doing it, you know, where, when it's when it's clear, I mean they were throwing it too, but in you know, situations, a lot of situations where it's clear they're gonna run it. I mean, you gotta you gotta figure out a way to do it, you know, and that's not throwing anybody under the bus because I love my teammates and I believe in each and every man in this locker room. But at the, end of the day, it's, it's about accountability, and uh, you know I'm doing everything that I can. I know nobody's out here trying to not do it, but it's it's not about trying in this late. You know everybody's out here trying for the most part. Got to figure out a way to do it.
3: not a uh, fourth down, that you guys have the kicks, with to stay
4: on the field going for it.
2: I don't get into that stuff. That's a trap, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I, my job is not to call plays. I go and run routes. a
4: numbers, guy? At all? Do you do you know
2: what you did tonight with all, with all the catches and who, who you're passing on some of these lists? I have no idea. I, I, I go and run the route each one and add it up at the end. But I know I don't to answer your question. I'm, I'm not sure at all. What do you guys have to do to make sure like you find the This can be a trying situation. We got to be real with ourselves, man. When we we get these uh. We get these this opportunities to come after, you know, watch tape together and, and do these constructive things. We got to get something out of it. And that's not just talking and doing all of that, but it's about putting it to action, figuring out what's wrong and doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about shit. We got to go out there and do it. You know, that's, that's, a, that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and, Figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to do about it. This the feeling with. You do have one of the best games of your career. So it's not able to get those out. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, it literally doesn't matter. You know, this isn't. This wasn't to. Uh, week 16 when you're out of it and you're trying to, you know, set the record like Megatron like that. No situation like that. You're obviously out of it. You still want to win that game, but it's a different situation. We week three. Me going and having 259 yards or whatever, and you know we take a L. Oh, it don't matter. So got to put the W behind the game.
0: There you go. Devontae Adams right there, and you can hear the frustration, and he's not worrying about numbers, not worrying about what he did as an individual. He's worried about the only stat that matters, that's W's and L's. And uh, the Raiders took an L. They took an L on Sunday night uh, to the Steelers, and and it was uh, one of those that you look at the game, and you can understand the frustration even though Devontae got open early and often. It just seemed like it was nobody else's show out there besides Devontae and Jacoby. And when you know that the Raiders have as many weapons as they do, you just wonder what the disconnect is, why it's so hard to get others involved. And now we hear about Jimmy G being in the concussion protocol, so things could change quick, fast, and hurry at the quarterback position depending on who can go and who doesn't go coming up this week. Uh, Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to San Jose, to the 408. Uh, Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
5: Uh, Thanks for taking my call, Q. I've been uh, listening, at least listen to the morning tailgate, and your your boy, Vinny B, had me shaking my head a couple times. (laughs) Uh, But I guess I'll start with uh, where Amber and you and Amber left off, and Patrick Graham. Uh, To lay this at his doorstep is, in my opinion, ridiculous. Uh, I've been watching the Raiders uh, for 50-plus years, and we haven't played defense for 20 years. Even the year that Cleo Mack was uh, defensive Player of the Year and All-Pro at two different positions. The Raider defense gave up almost 30 points a game. So yep. this is just a lack of talent, and it's going to take time to acquire that talent. I like the draft so far that Ziegler had this year. So you know, it's not a call about firing the GM or even the coach at this point. But uh, in, in what Vinny was saying this morning, that this is not the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, that he's, he's seen or whatever. Uh, my best friend's a season ticket holder for the 49ers. My mom's a season ticket holder for the 49ers. I've seen, my girlfriend is a lifelong 49er fan. I've seen every game Jimmy Garoppolo has played with the 49ers. This is Jimmy Garoppolo. He okay. will give you two or three balls every year. You say, What what are you doing? Why?
0: Yeah, and the Why Jimmy's Yep. Exactly. The Y-Jimmy's, right. Once a game. Go ahead.
5: And, and and But with the 49ers, as Amber pointed out, he had a defense that covered up for that. And with Josh Jacobs holding out and the Raiders just having, outside of Colton Miller, having a lack of talent on the offensive line, Andre James, how he keeps a job is beyond me. Either move Dylan Parton to center and get another guard in there uh, do something. He, he's a little white behind. He gets his butt kicked by big defensive tackles. Every year, he's not a starting center. Uh, okay. The right guard, Van Root, there's a reason he was a free agent. Uh, even Robert Spillane from, from Pittsburgh, there's a reason he was a free agent. Uh, this is going to take a little time. You have to give Ziegler a little time, uh, but it, 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 it's, it's very frustrating in terms of uh, Jimmy not playing this week, you might as well go with, with the rookie and see what he has. You know, uh, There's a reason the 49ers spent three draft takes on Trey Lance. There's a reason 49 ers fans, are not trying to kill each other in the stadium or in, in an outburger are doing back handsprings uh, about Brock Purdy. Jimmy G is a one-year rental. Uh, He's not seeing the field. I guess you're there, Q. Are are guys open? Because I I told my girlfriend last night, watch for 16, 17, and 8. The ball is going there 90% of the time. And by the end of the game, she was laughing that 16, 17, 8. It's like he doesn't see the field.
0: That's what it looks like. It, yeah. And thanks for the call. That's what it looks like. I mean, again, and that's why I asked the question, what's going on with the offense and why is it taking so long to get things jump started? Yeah. And, I and, mean, and look, we've, we I mean, were basically recycled everything that we've said about, you know, Jimmy. I, I've said for months now that he's going to have the Y Jimmies. I tweeted out last night as soon as he threw an interception, he had a Y Jimmy. Then he had another Y Jimmy. And then he had another, I mean, that's what happens when we did all our research on Jimmy when he first signed. We had many people that covered the 49ers and they said, you're going to get a Y Jimmy every game. And and so far through three games, you've gotten multiple wide jimmies. I don't, I don't know what the the main issue is. Uh, no one from this side is saying to fire Patrick Graham. Uh, I'm just saying that when you move a guy from the sideline to the booth, when you move a, a, a position coach, that means that there's more attention on him, and that's why I asked the question to Amber. She's covered the league for a long time. I've covered the league for a long time, so that's just a sign. So I'm just I'm just relaying to you, uh, anyone who's willing to listen, what what that means is that that's a sign that there's a tension being placed on a certain individual. I'm not saying that it's just, you could be a hundred percent right that the talent's not there. I do think that there's talent on the defensive side of things. I just don't think that they're getting it done. I think the talent when it comes to Marcus Peters is there. He should have had a pick six. I don't think anyone would, would disagree with that. The ball hit him in both hands and there's nobody in front of him. That's a touchdown. Didn't have it. You know, there's times where third and long, they have, They're in right position. Don't make the play. A tackle gets broken. There's been times when there's a guy right around the cornerback doesn't get the sack. Right outside of Max. So that's that's basically what we've been talking about. So yeah, I'm I'm like I said, by no means trying to fire any coach. I'm just pointing out the fact that if a coach gets moved around from spot to spot, then there's a little bit more attention being placed on that coach. And that's just the message that we're trying to pass along. Uh, PJ Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? No, just kidding. He's gone. I can't hear anything you're saying. Though. All right. All right, how about – all right, Robert from Fresno. Welcome to the show. Robert, what's up?
6: Hey, how's it going? How are you?
0: Good, fantastic.
6: All right. Um, I think the thing that frustrates me the most is that during, like, you know, camp and all that and they did joint practices and all. everybody said how great they look how great the defense looked. They're doing this, they're doing that. Everybody's pumped up. Uh, the offense, I think uh, we have, what, one of the, the high-paid, the, the top paid offense in the NFL, like top three or five, I believe, with the money that we spent on all these guys. And then they brought in Jimmy, which is their guy. And we got rid of Carr for basically another Carr. I'm from Fresno, again. I'm a big Bulldog car fan. But, uh, you know, I knew that Jimmy wasn't going to be any different. And, and from what everybody says, oh, he's a system guy. All he does is win. Well, we knew what Jimmy was. We knew where he came from and the defense he had. You just went over that. But we have we have Renfro three catches, three games. That's embarrassing. He had 100 catches two years ago. I, I, I just don't get it. We have that uh, Meyer that they got tied in. Everybody says he's a baby Gronk. Let me see him. You know, all we have, again, is uh, Jacoby and Devontae. Jacobs, I don't know what's going on with that, but we were told that Jimmy G is a red zone guy. We're going to score a lot of offensive points. We can't even do that. Yesterday, when we went for three, I, I was like, what the heck? If Coach doesn't believe in these guys, how is he trying to make the fan base believe in these guys? And then after at, at the press conference, he said, well, we were down two possessions. How are we down two possessions? That's eight points. Last time I checked, that's one. So, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, we we're, we were right there. I mean, we can't put our face in the defense. We're right there. We're inside the red, what, 20-yard line or so. Let's, let's just try. We got, we got this high-power offense that you said that, you know, we're going to score a lot of points with it, and we're not doing it. I, that, that's the frustrating part is, like, where, where do you, where's the faith in that? Like, as a coach, you, you, I mean, you want these guys on the team, to, to, on the field at the end of the game to win you the game. Instead, he put it in the kicker's hands, kicked the field goal, and hopefully the defense can get us started. That was embarrassing. But uh, and another thing, Q, October twenty eighth, Fresno State at UNLV, baby, let's go.
0: <laughs> there you go, uh, Robert. Uh, thank you, Robert, for that call. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I thought that the offense was going to be the the strength of this team, and so far through three weeks, is not. Now, again, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But so far, it's not where I thought it was going to be at. I thought the offense was going to be cooking out of the gates, and you know there may be a few hiccups here and there, just because Jimmy G got there a little bit later and they were working on getting out of the, you know, getting on the same page. But I did think that there was, there was definitely going to be a, a you know, a, a strength of the team was going to be the offense, and it hasn't clicked. I mean, they haven't scored twenty points yet. And uh, next week you got the Chargers, and the Chargers can put up points, regardless how good your defense is. The Chargers are going to put up points. You've got to be able to match and score some points as well. Uh, Ray in Vegas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man?
7: What up, Q? Hey, maybe it's time for uh, Graham to go because, you know, I've called you before about him, and this is what he does. He had six years in New York. He had five years at the bottom five of the league. He came over here. He had one good year. He came over here and then he hasn't done anything. I don't know where we're gonna move him now. To a satellite, maybe he's gonna get a better look at things, but I think it just might be time. Maybe his system just doesn't work. You know? I don't know what you think, Q. Just let me know. All right.
0: Hey, appreciate the call, Rand. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 I mean there's there's a few different questions or a few different answers, and solutions, I guess. I mean, you know, maybe things aren't gonna click. You know, it feels like and it sounds like when you talk to the players in the locker room following the game. That they like the position that that he's putting them in. They're just not making the plays. Right. And we heard from a uh, you know Devontae and he could talk about the, the offensive side of things, but we've got a couple defensive players to hear from as well. And you can just you can hear they just sound like that they're not making the plays. They're putting more of it on them than they are the coaches, which I respect that. It's just who's gonna make that play, who's gonna make it go and happen. Speaking of speaking of players that I wanna hear from in the locker room. Let's hear from Nate Hobbs, who uh, we had an opportunity to catch up with last night
8: following the game. How did you feel the defense played overall? They got up to a fast start. They got some football the game of inches, bro. And then you give them any play that you don't play 100%, they're going to take advantage of. So it was just a couple plays. And in the first half, we, you know what I'm saying, we gave up. We let them have. And that can't happen in this game. With the second half, we brought that juice. We do what we do. So I feel like we gave us. Gave us a chance to win. You guys
7: so, obviously need to get a three and out there on the last. How much confidence did you have in the defense the way you were playing at that point? You'd be able
8: to get it? Uh, all the confidence in the world. I feel like when we on, we can match up with any offense. Um, like we got that energy. Like I said, we're playing fast, we can match up with any offense. So. Nate, today you were kind of a little
0: moved around a little bit more than you usually are. You were at nickel, you were outside, you are kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, How much fun
8: is it to be that versatile, and how do you think you were able to help your team in that regard? Um, I just think. They put, um, PG been putting us as players in position to um, make plays, you know what I'm saying, whether that's wherever inside, outside. So I just like the way he lets us go make plays, and I feel like uh, whatever I can do to help the team win, so I'm going to do.
0: Creating turnovers was a big emphasis on the offseason, training camp, preseason, and everything. It just seems like it's really close. The team is really close to making some plays here and there. How frustrating is it that it's just not, hasn't yeah. clicked yet?
8: Nah, it's definitely frustrating. On my part, too, I feel like that's, a lot of my fault because it's plays that I'm almost having, you know what I'm saying? I look back on film, like, man, I could have got that ball out and I'm not getting it out how I want to, so it's very frustrating, but um, like, the football guys, they're going to repay you, you know, you keep going hard, you keep playing, you keep trying to get that ball, they're going to give it to you, so we just got to keep going. How would, I guess how disappointing after you guys win the first game, to have these two matches back-to-back, and I guess what is the mood of the team right now? I mean, it's definitely disappointing, but it's a 17, 18 week regular season. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody week 15, 16. We're not gonna be talking about this at all. It wouldn't have mattered if we won or lost. If we'd have won seven in a row, lost seven in a row. Didn't end have been a problem. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's my third year in the league, and I and I understand that the third game don't make or break you. Of course, you want that win, but it really matters in late October, November. You know what I'm saying? What type of ball you playing?
0: How close do you feel like this team is to gelling and being on the same page with each other?
8: Uh, we right there, bro, but close don't count. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to execute. Trying to do something is never never quite works out. You know When you go execute out there, then that's when you win games. So.
6: The mobility that Pickett showed, how much did that kind
8: of give you guys some troubles on the back end? In terms of I keeping mean, it alive? was a couple plays I feel like he kept alive, but I feel like for the most part we haven't contained. We just we got to play complimentary football. You know what I'm saying? And in and, and this league, truthfully, that's going to happen, bro. You're going to have a quarterback almost every game that's going to scramble for a, a first down or two or three. You know what I'm saying? You just got to keep playing. You know, we got to play common range football, like I said.
0: Nahob's in the Raiders locker room following the game, and you can hear him right there talking about PG putting him in position they just got to go make the plays and he even said that there's a few plays that he should have made he thought he was going to make them and he didn't make them he went back and looked at the film and saw that he could have got the ball out could have got his hands on the ball they've just got to go out there and they've got to make plays something that max crosby talked about as well finished plays everyone buy in you'll hear from max crosby before the show gets wrapped up again, we're watching Monday Night Football here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We uh, got the Bengals and uh, and the Eagles. Uh, no, not to excuse me, that's the wrong game. Got the Bengals. We well, got the Bengals are playing later, right? Yeah, Cincinnati's playing the Rams, and then the Eagles are playing Tampa Bay right now. So looking at the Bengals highlights and Joe Burrow on this big screen right here, he's expected to start tonight. I don't know if that's a good decision, but that's exactly what they're looking at as far as Joe Burrows goes. So there you go. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, 12-12 left in the first quarter. It's 0-0. Philly's got the ball. And then the Rams and Cincinnati will kick off in about 45 minutes. So there's that. But, uh, yeah, we are here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casinos. plenty of drink specials and food specials. Come on by. We're here till at least 5 o'clock, but we'll be here. Longer than that, and we want to get you hooked up like a dump truck. Matter of fact, speaking of hooked up, let's do it right now. Ari, let's hook somebody up with Power Trip tickets. We've got uh, the last Power Trip giveaway we're going to be doing. So uh, we want to make sure that we hook this up October 6th, 7th, and 8th. uh, Indio, California Empire Polo Club, uh, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Judas Priest, Metallica, Tool, all going to be in... In attendance, you want to be there, we're going to hook you up. Caller number nine right now, 702 365 9200. Call number nine, 702 365 9200. Power Trip tickets are for you with Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six foot party trays, they're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com.
1: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.,
0: Back here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night spot. There's a doubleheader on tonight. Really cool. That was like that last week. It's like that again this week with Philadelphia and Tampa Bay up first, and then the Rams and Cincinnati kicking off at 5.15 Pacific time. Right now it's 0-0 with the Eagles, and ooh, nice breakup right there in the end zone by Tampa Bay. So uh, there you go. It remains 0-0 early in the game and of course we've been reacting to what we saw on Sunday night football between the Raiders and the Steelers with the Steelers coming away at the 23-18 victory. Cookamonga Raider hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187 keyword RNR. 1st off cue on behalf of the nation I appreciate what you do for us and hearing us all out especially when there might be people that think you make the calls in the front office. We all got to remember what our expectations were for the season. However there's some things that are inexcusable. For example going for it early in the fourth quarter versus late in the, in the fourth quarter. It's not time to hit the panic button yet, but sometimes certain people are not just meant to lead. While McDaniels might have the team's ear through three games, I don't get the sense of leadership by the team's output on the field. Not everyone is meant to lead. That's Cook among a Raider, and I don't disagree with you, and that's why I think that the jury's still out as far as Coach McDaniels is a head coach. I think he's a really good coordinator so far, but he hasn't proven uh, that he could be a really good head coach just by his overall record, and it's a win-loss league. It's what it is. You know, you can be close, but close doesn't matter. Right, Close only matters in, uh, what, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. Is that what they say? And I don't know about you, but I don't play with hand grenades. So, And I don't remember the last time I played horseshoes. So there's that. Jim from Yonkers said, Q, I have run out of patience, dropped interceptions. We lead in every game. McDaniels is inconsistent when deciding to take chances. He gets conservative as the game goes on. Your show is great. Thanks for keeping it real. I'm 56 and a fan for 51. Have a good night. That's Jim from Yonkers. And, yeah, the dropped interception was tough. And, you know, going back to the theme of, the whole offseason and training camp and preseason, create turnovers. Get your hands on the quarterback and affect the ball. Get their hands on the on the ball and affect the quarterback, right? Vice versa. Whatever the case may be, and through three games they've had opportunities to come up with three turnovers and yet they have zero. Two were called back because of penalties and one was just flat out dropped. And that, that just that can't happen. The good teams make those plays. We talk about it all the time. When the ball pops up in the air, 49ers always come down with it. Offensively and defensively, they come up with that tip ball. Uh, you know, when the ball is a, is a bad throw by the quarterback, uh, you know, the the Cowboys come up with an interception, right? Buffalo, interceptions. Good teams come up with those balls. And unfortunately for the Raiders, they haven't found a way to seal the deal. They get close, but they haven't found a way to seal the deal yet. And that's what's probably the most frustrating uh, thing is that, you know, they just haven't found a way to get that game changing moment and that would have been a game changer if Marcus Peters came up with that interception. Let's go out to the phone lines. Talk to Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man?
1: Uh what's up Q? What's up man? Hey Chilly. uh Q, I'm gonna come from a different angle. Um i okay. you know I've been listening to you for for the past year and um you know I know you a big you've been a big Raider fan and supporter and now that you work for the team you've been down the down the down the middle, you're honest when when you need to be, and you're not no bandwagon dude. I, and that's what the fans appreciate mostly about because, you, you know there's other people that still sugarcoat stuff for their teams when they're losing. And here's my thing, i I'm not. I'm. You know what? Monday all. Whether you win or lose, there's always the overreaction. But I, I'm not overreacting anymore. Uh, because I mean I never do, I, I but but I hear the fans and I, and I get part of it like I get frustrated. I was frustrated last night because I was with Steelers fans and you know you know I have family that Steelers fans and and you know they were ribbing me. But Q, it's the same old thing. I mean I'm sorry to say this, Q, and I told you this two years ago. I mean last year when you when you guys when we started, you know the, when the station came new. I, I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. When when um, uh, I don't know how we are, the station is. But Q is the same thing, man. Nothing has changed. It, it just it, no matter who you bring in here and who the players are, we still have that culture. And that's the thing that Devontae Adams said. And you can tell he, he didn't want to call out McDaniel's, which he shouldn't. Keep everything in your house. You 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 keep it in the house. But Q, there's no culture. The culture is a losing culture. People might get mad because I say that, but show me in the last 20 years, two or three winning seasons, everything else been a loser. We, we've changed coaches. We've changed players. we changed everybody, and it's still the same. I don't know what else we can do. It's frustrating to the fans, to the players, but at the same time, Q, we don't have no field, um, home field advantage no more. It's over. Cause these fans gonna sell their tickets no matter what. It it it's it come down to money. Cause I, I know you had talked about you know when you win it. Even if we win it, they still gonna sell their tickets. Cause money gon' Some fans just gonna sell it cause the money they gonna get. If I can get three thousand dollars for a ticket when I only paid oh, you know it was only seven hundred, they gonna do it. So Q at the end of the day, man, this hasn't changed. And I said to myself, and I'm telling you, is that. It's the same Raiders. So they prove me wrong, it's the same Raiders. You can change all that stuff till that culture is changed. It ain't going to happen. And McDaniels is not a leader.
0: We- all right. Thank you for the call. And, look, that was a long way to tell me what we've been talking about quite a bit, about changing the culture, right? That's something that a lot of a lot of the players have talked about, coaches have talked about, everyone's talked about it. And every coaching staff talks about it. Every new staff talks about the culture. That's the first thing that they say on the introductory press conference. What are you going to do? I'm going to change the culture. That's what everyone always says. But it's easier said than done. So, you know, it's, it's the decision you got to make. And if you're looking at it from the outside in, like I'm looking for it on the outside in, if you go and start making all these different changes, that all you're doing is resetting the culture change. Right, because then all of a sudden you're starting over, you're starting over, you're starting over, and so that's why I'm hoping that it works out with this staff because I would like to see the culture change to what we're talking about and have a winning culture. And I know it's what Mark Davis wants is the culture to be a winning culture, and I know it's what Sandra Douglas Morgan wants is the culture to be a winning culture. But you've got to you've got to be able to put in the work to make it happen. It's not going to change over time because, as you pointed out, or it's not going to change overnight because, as you pointed out, for the last twenty plus years, it has been not a winning culture, and that's that's the unfortunate part. So it's like what, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? You want instant gratification. Everyone does. I do included, but that just doesn't happen. And as far as working for the team, if I work for the team, then they owe me a lot of checks because I ain't received one yet. So if that's the case, someone tell me that my accountant ain't paid me, ain't done my job. So we work with the team here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Now JT obviously works for the team. I do not. Uh, I work with the team. We are partners here, and so I would like to put that out there and, and, and make that clear because too many people get misconstrued and say that I work for the team. And if I did, like I said, there's a lot of paychecks that I'm missing that I would love to cash in on. I'll never turn down a paycheck. And I'll tell you right now, I haven't received one. I've been here since 2021. I haven't received one yet. So uh, that's a lot of uh, – that's a, what do they call it? Back pay? <laughs> that's what the lawyer told me when I had to pay child support. Oh, sir, not only do you have to pay this, but you got back pay. So then, if I work for the team, they owe me some back pay. I'd like to collect. Raider Debater, you're up next. What's on your mind?
3: My boy Q, man. What's up with you, King? Hope everything's Chilling,
0: man. Chilling. Working. How you doing?
3: Doing good, man. I'm glad that you can stay so upbeat in all these frustrating calls, man. You're really a true trooper, man. A true king man, because uh, I'm coming with some more frustration, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just as frustrated, uh, actually I'm more frustrated than the Buffalo game with this particular game. So you know how I like to do it. I like to congratulate, I like to hate, and I like to debate on what I saw. So first I'm going to start with congratulations. And quite frankly, I have no nothing to congratulate. I didn't see anything that, that was a silver lining that, that, that was great for me in the game yesterday. So I'm going to skip right through, congratulate, and go right to hate. So when I start with hate, I want to start with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels stinks. He's now 18 and 30 as a head coach, 7 and 13 as the Raiders head coach. Straight trash can water. You know what is this team's identity? We're bottom of the barrel at offense, defense, special teams. Just straight garbage, man. You know um, Josh McDaniels actually. His name should be the first 15. That should be his new name, the first 15, because in the first 15 plays, McDaniels is, is a Hall of Fame coach. He's a pure genius in the first 15 plays. We look like the best team out there. But after that, he's not a real head coach, man. Do, do you know, Q, that the Raiders are in the top five in first quarter scoring? The top five.
7: Top five right. in first quarter
3: scoring. We're, we're one of the top five teams in first quarter scoring. And then we're in the bottom third in, every, in scoring for every other quarter. Second, third, and fourth. We literally have not scored any points in the third quarter this year. Zero points. <laughs>
6: so,
3: I mean, and the audacity to, to for him to think that uh, the defense was going to stop, you know, the Steelers when they were pretty much making Kenny Pickett look like an all-star. And, and and defense-wise, Patrick Graham stinks. Coming into last night's game, Kenny Pickett was literally at the bottom of almost every statistical category amongst QB uh, quarterbacks. Not only uh, did he look superb, he looked more like Steve Young, man. I mean, this guy, the Raiders, man. They, they, they're starting to become teams' get-right game. You know what I mean? They're yep. literally the homecoming for a lot of teams. You know what I mean? And and, and, and to get in the homecoming, it's probably one of the top five embarrassing games that I've ever watched or ever been a part of as a Raiders fan. To see and to hear all the yelling and screaming from the Steelers fans, T.J. Watt literally said that it was 70 to 30 Steelers fans in the in Allegiant Stadium. So it, it, it turned to, from Allegiant Stadium to Heinz Field West or – Shore West or Three Rivers, whatever they call it now, it was horrible. You know what I mean? And it was, it was, a, it was a disgrace to watch as a Raiders fan. Jimmy G stinks. You know what I mean? Like, I told you, Q, that Jimmy would be replaced by Game 10 by AOC. But if he's not replaced by Game 5, the whole coaching staff needs to be fired. I bet you that Derek Carr right now, DC's in a hospital bed or in his own bed somewhere, laughing his butt off right now. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the guy can't do anything, man. The campaign needs to start for AOC. Josh jo- Jacobs stinks. And, like, I hope, and I really hate to say this, but I hope that $2 million was worth him holding out, man, because he'll probably be playing for under $2 million next year for some other team. Because how he's doing it, he is pretty much the primary reason why this offense is not clicking. And the offensive run uh, blocking stinks, too. Dy- Dylon, Dylan, Parham, he stinks. Talk about a sophomore slump, man. This guy couldn't block a spam call right now. The Raiders' rookie stink. Jacorian Bennett. Tyree, Byron, Michael, where are they? Where's Waldo? You know what I mean? Marcus Peters stinks once again. Gives up a bomb of a touchdown, then drops a pick since. I mean, it, it, I, I can't take watching this anymore. It's really getting getting frustrating as a fan, and I want to debate why. My biggest question is why. Why do I keep watching this? It's pure insanity, I believe, on my part as a Raiders fan. But I want to debate to UQ or Raiders Nation, JT the Brick, Benny, Vic, Gangster Raider, passionate writer, Mitch from New Jersey, Rich from Oakland, just any – just win Wendy, whoever. Can somebody please debate me and tell me what was the silver lining of last night? Because I'll debate you. that I didn't see anything positive come out of last night. There was no silver lining. You know what I mean? So, please, that's that's what I want to debate. What, what, what do you see as the silver lining from last night, Jude? Thanks
0: a lot. I, I, thanks for the call. I, I don't think there was a silver lining. I I know I, I didn't bring up one. <laughs> Right, I mean, besides the fact that Devonte is still Devonte, he's a hell of a player, but he got twenty targets and got a bunch of catches. But like he said, it doesn't matter if you don't win the game, and they didn't win the game, so I'm I'm not celebrating anything today. That's for sure. So I don't I don't know I don't think that there's a de- debate there. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a call. That was uh, you know ran down the whole roster there. So uh, I I get the frustration. I hear the frustration. But man, some uh, some so, some of these calls are. Uh, are over the top a little bit. Let's uh, try to get a couple more quick ones in. David, you're up next. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, good afternoon, Q. Uh, let me start with I want to say thank you for the job you do. I understand you're in a tough position, but, um, you know, you keep it real. I appreciate that. There's some others on this station or – it's like listening to the Raiders PR department. It gets frustrating sometimes. But, um, you know, I could, I'll give you one silver lining from last night. That's uh, Josh uh, McDaniels and Dave Ziegler one more loss towards getting fired. Uh, this – Regime's been an absolute disgrace from the beginning. I want to know when are people going to realize that the Patriot way is actually the Brady way. Bill Belichick hasn't done squats since Tom Brady left. Josh McDaniels has never done anything without Tom Brady at his side. They can suck on that cheat for as long as they can, but at some point you have to recognize Josh McDaniels for what he is. He's a loser. That last caller put out his record, I believe it was 17 and 30. Uh, That's actually better than I thought it would have been, but um, I just I don't get it. As far as Dave Ziegler goes, the defense has been an absolute embarrassment since he got here, and what does he spend his big dollar free agency on? Another slot receiver when he's got Hunter Renfro, who uh, Josh McDaniels refuses to utilize. Uh, he uses his uh, third-round pick on another slot receiver, uh, refusing to upgrade the defense. I can already see where this is going. I'm in no way... Endorsing Patrick Graham, but I can already see the blame being thrown at his feet. It's it's not entirely this fault. I don't. He's nothing spectacular, but the a fish rots from its head. Josh McDaniels has done nothing to be a leader for this organization. Questionable decision after questionable decision. Last night's loss was terrible. It was no worse than losing to Jeff Saturday off the couch to Baker Mayfield, a new 10% of the playbook for the Rams last season. This team is a joke. It's like uh, we become a -a rent-a-victim, like the last caller says. It's like, who do you need to get right?
0: Perfect. Great stuff. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. Let's get one more in. It's going to be a good one. Ready to run. Final call of the show. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, what's up, Q? Uh, So as you can hear, my voice is gone. I was there last night, and uh, you were there, too. I don't know how Mark Davis is feeling, but I know I feel the same way he probably does. I'm mad as hell. Last night was embarrassing, you know. Like, it's just, it's just Raider football at this point. Like, 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 one of the previous callers says, you know, prove me wrong. And until then, unfortunately, you know, I might not be part of the solution because I might not be in there to spend my money that I work hard for to watch my Raiders get embarrassed when I'm in the Legion Stadium, in my home stadium, you know. So we gotta figure it out, man. I, I know it's early, but there's a lot of issues. You know, you, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And if that's any kind of key to the season, to you know, overall, I hope that's true. But if, if if we continue to start and play this kind of football, man, it's gonna be a long season. I'm I'm really not trying to panic, but you know, prove me wrong, please. I want to be wrong so bad. I don't want to be. Uh, you're a Raiders fan, how? Because I am, man. I can't. I didn't, I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this at all, bro. It's in our blood. We care. We want to win. We want to see Allegiant Stadium filled with silver and black, and it just hurts. I don't know what has to happen. Josh McDaniels probably has to go. I'll give you that much, you know, because it's just not working. I, I don't see it. I want to see it. I don't know if Devontae does. I don't know if anybody else does, but, you know, until that happens, I'm, I'm – I'm just going to, you know, keep chugging on, you know. There's not so much we can do. It is what it is. We've seen this for years, you know, and it's frustrating. I can't understand. I can't figure out what needs to happen in order for us to kind of, you know, right the ship. I'll I'll, I'll be waiting, though. I'm here. I won't go anywhere. I'm still going to have my silver and black on. But it's just hard to see that sitting there in the stadium, next to a bunch of Steeler fans in Vegas in my hometown. It's BS. I'm tired of it. I, I, I want to win. That's it, man. Hopefully they could surprise me on, on Sunday against the Chargers, but we'll see. That's some Raider football, you know. Raider football is a whole definition in itself. So, until then, just win, maybe. We'll
5: see. <laughs> Thanks for calling Q.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, Raider Ron, and there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, again, I get the frustration. I totally get it. Uh, I come from the same place that you come from. I want to see uh, this team win more than, you know, any anyone else, you know, or, or just as much as anyone else. But uh, obviously it's just not happening. It is a, a early in the season. It's three three games in. So there is time to turn it around, but it's got to happen. It's got to happen sooner rather than later. The offense was something I thought was going to be an extreme strength of the team, and so far it's been everything but that. So they've got to figure something out. Uh, That's why I threw the question out there, what do you believe the biggest reason is for the struggles offensively? Uh, I didn't like the call at the end of the game to go for the field goal instead of trying to score a a touchdown, try to get a first down and go for a touchdown, but that's me. That's just my call again. Uh, you know, Joshua Daniels. I asked him about it today, uh, respectfully. I didn't come at him at an angle of like you stink. That was a terrible call. Uh, but what, what, you know, what, was that the same decision that he'd make again? And how difficult was that decision to make? And you know, he admitted he understood both sides of it. He understood questioning it. So, you know, I, I don't know what the solution is. I, I obviously don't. If I did, I'd come up with it. You know, if I knew what the solution was, I would have came up with it a long time ago. But uh, it's just it's it's something that you know it, it's frustrating. And it, I hate to see a season start off this way, uh, especially when it started out pretty good 1-0. And uh, with the opportunity to go to Buffalo and make a statement, obviously they get blown out there. Okay, fine. Buffalo's a really good team. But this game, I think this one hurts because even playing a bad game, and I don't think that anyone would say that the Raiders played a really good game, they still had an opportunity to win the game. Still could have found a way to squeak it out. We could have been talking about an ugly victory today as opposed to an ugly loss. So, uh, you know, again, I don't care what style of win you get. Just go get it, right? We're watching the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They've won two games so far this season. They're two and zero, and they haven't done any of it pretty. But they're two and zero, and it's much rather to be not quite where you're supposed to be, and be two and zero, than not be where you're supposed to be and be one and two. That's uh, that's how I I, I look at it. So uh, there you go. Thanks for the calls. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's go ahead and get something out. We got four tickets to the Shriners Open at uh, TPC. Uh, that's going down. When is this? I'm trying to check this out. Uh, uh t- t- yeah, well Ari knows when it's going on. <laughs> I don't know when it's going on, but I know that it is happening. Uh, enjoy PGA Tour golf at its finest in Vegas. Many of the world's top golfers compete and earn FedEx Cup points in the Shriners Children Open, a professional charitable tournament benefiting Shriners Hospital. I know that we always have a booth out there. JT's out there a lot, so uh, you want to go out there as well. The tournament is the third event of the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup fall. Get tickets at ShrinersChildrenOpen.com or SeatGeek.com or win four tickets right now. 702-365-9200. Call number nine, giving you four tickets to the Shriners Open. Right now, call number 9, 702 365 It's Radio Nation Radio, 920.
1: It's time for Reason or Excuse on Unnecessary Roughness.
9: Woo, I'm so glad that it is time for Reason or Excuse. Let's do this. And shout out to my man, Wendell. He uh, won the tickets to the Shriners uh, Club event, and that is uh, October 11th through the 15th. Now the nice. fun time. All right. There you go. Our buddy Arash Markazi, he's uh, the villain over there on ESPN Las Vegas, in the Cofields and Company show, says it feels like a Pittsburgh home game today in Las Vegas. There are a lot of reasons for this one, but one I've heard from Raiders fans is they have been priced out of most home games this season. The cheapest ticket being today, yesterday's game was about five hundred, with the average being over seven hundred. Reason or excuse?
0: Um, I don't think it's really. I mean, yeah, I know the tickets are, are expensive. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I think the, I think the more of the reason is that the team's not winning and the tickets that are sold are being sold for a much bigger profit. I mean, I think that's the real reason. You know, I don't think that people are being priced out of the stadium. If you bought tickets to the stadium to begin with, you, uh, you know, you obviously have the tickets. It's just people are choosing to flip them and. You know, again, it's 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 a destination location. We know that it's, it's Vegas. It's you know, there's not a whole lot of destinations around the league where you want to go to as soon as you see the schedule. Oh, hey, even John McClain's joined the show before and said, you know, as soon as the schedule came out, he knew the Texans were on the schedule for the Raiders. He was excited to see what it was because he knew him and his wife were coming to Vegas. Like people just get excited to come to Vegas, and so I just think that with the 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 way that you can flip these tickets and make so much money uh, on the other side of it. People are going to do it more more times than not, and we can criticize it. We can encourage people just to sell them the Raider fans. But at the end of the day, every one of us is going to try to make a, a, a profit. And if I can give something to Vice Raider for $500 and I can give something to Steeler Fan for $1,000, i am probably going to go with $1,000. <laughs> and if you judge me for taking care of my house the way I take care of my house, that's on you because I'm going to do what I got to do to take care of me and mine. So there's that. So I, I can't really blame anyone for, spending, you know, for uh, making the money that they make off of Whatever they choose to sell, because everyone, and I mean everyone, is always looking to make more money.
9: I like that, and I agree. It's bottom line. Yes, it is of everything. Uh according to Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard, it was totally respect disrespectful, excuse me, for Broncos coach Sean Payton to keep Russell Wilson in all the way to the end of the seventy to twenty game. Quote, that man did a lot for this game. They've got to do better on that side. You can't be leaving guys out like that. Uh The two can't seem to click, it seems, so this may affect Wilson's trust in the coach, keeping him in when they're down 50. Reason or excuse?
0: No, I mean, I I thought Russell did okay, actually. I thought he did okay in the game. I don't think that he was the main reason why they got blown out. You know, I just, I don't know, man. When it comes to leaving guys in, like, uh, I, I wouldn't, I would encourage him to come on out of the game, right? Just like a couple weeks ago against Buffalo, I would encourage Devontae Adams to come out of the game so he doesn't get, you know, set up for failure, but a lot of these guys want to compete, man. So you know, maybe maybe he's putting putting Russell out there to keep on working and getting better at what he does. I don't know. I mean, he, he probably could have sat out the 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 rest of the game. It was obviously by halftime; it was already done. Mm-hmm. We already knew it was a done deal. So yeah, I mean, I'll say that. I don't know. It's, I guess it's an ex, it's an ex, it sounds like an excuse, it's but okay.
9: Strange that the opposing team is the one that's kind of getting on on it this. seems
0: like it's always the opposing team that's trying to defend for the other team. Like yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You're the opposing team. You're the one that's putting the whooping on. Just go ahead and roll with it.
9: Right. Jeez, especially that. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh last one here, a former coworker, uh no, not named, tweeted Robert Saleh, <clears throat> excuse me, will lose his job as head coach of the Jets, not because he's a bad coach, but because his desire to show strength through his support of Zach Wilson when Wilson is a horrible QB. Reason or excuse?
0: You said a you said a, co- a coworker with us?
9: Yes, he was before your time. So okay, not, good. It's not so. Really. Read that again. Oh, so I think I know the answer. <laughs> if that's a reason or excuse, he tweeted: Robert Sala will lose his job as Jets head coach not because he's a bad coach, but because his desire to show strength through his support of Zach Wilson when Wilson is a horrible QB.
0: Okay, well, I ask: Where is he? What is he supposed to do? Who's supposed to be the guy? If it's not Zach Wilson, who? You want right. Carson Wentz? You want? Matt Ryan, you want Jameis Winston, who now is in the game? I mean, there's really nobody out there that you can go make a move for right now that's going to be better than the guy that knows the system. Is Zach Wilson good? No, but no, I don't I, I don't think that that's – I think that, that actually buys Robert Sala a little bit of time because plan A is no longer there, which is Aaron Rodgers, who's down for the season. So, no, I think that that's a, that's a bad excuse there. So uh, that's going to do it for us from the Underground Lounge. We'll be back tomorrow here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a fantastic evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Subs.